Hello, Waniacs and Splaniacs. As of August 2021, our Patreon is live! Woo! Splain will always be free, so don't worry. But if you want to help support us and help us make the show as best as it can be, you can donate at patreon.com slash fountains of Splain. We'll be releasing bonus content for our Patreon subscribers every month, as well as shouting out the generous members of the Acela VIP Lounge. Yes, so if you like what we do, you can help support us at patreon.com slash fountains of Splain. It's going to be great. And with that, on to the show. Waniacs out. out. Welcome to Fountains of Splain, the podcast where once a week I get on a Peter Pan bus and come to New Jersey to record this podcast with Tyler. Oh, wait, that's just this time because we're next to each other in the flesh. We are in the same physical space in the same room. It is so good to be doing another episode of this podcast where we get to be in the same place. It's only the third ever time we've gotten to record this podcast in the same room, looking into each other's human <laughs> eyes. Um, I, I was just saying this is the closest we've ever podcasted, like physically, because each other time we've been at an Airbnb with like a bizarre counter or a, or a motel with um the, a wide table so now we are on like a reasonably sized table safe and secure in your childhood home this is this is we're close we're close yeah we have a nice big table plenty of room for notebooks yeah. and cups of coffee and tea we have a candle burning we have two light sources from different lamps i'd say <laughs> we are more secure and set than maybe we've ever been yes. for a recording a of this flickering podcast. candle which actually is making us i think mildly insecure mm, yeah no that's true because it's surrounded by things that are potentially flammable yeah and <laughs> could fall off the desk at any moment and set the house ablaze yeah it's just so. tipping on the it's just like precariously placed on the corner of the table and uh for people who want to feel even more precarious than we do with a candle burning on our table full of expensive delicate equipment you should follow us around on the internet you can find us on instagram and tiktok at fountains of splain you can email us fountains of splain at gmail.com is where we can be reached by email you can find all kinds of things time. all kind you can find all <laughs> kinds of time uh there's all sorts of notes and uh not notes sorry let's get a clean start we have all kinds of playlists in the description for you to look at. We have our antidepressants playlist, which we've been listening to quite a bit yes, today. We were just driving around listening to antidepressants. That's a good ass playlist. It and is. I was we were both like having weird days, I feel like. Like the weather in New Jersey went from like 40 and freezing rain to like 60 and melting to like cloudy again like a storm is coming and we were just like like disoriented by the day so we threw on escitalopram five milligrams and and it did the trick yeah. and i have to say we have uh it's an open playlist anybody can add songs and i was hearing some entries from some listeners who have added things and was just really uh 
I don't know. I, it was cool to hear some songs that I wasn't familiar with that did indeed make me feel uh, not so uh, weird and, and dissociative on this bizarre, cold, hot day in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, a cloudy Sunday. Yeah, so yeah. Not, not a Sunday. Well, like yeah, a, it's a, a day of it's a Friday a day with a sun. Well, I mean, most days have a sun present somewhere. <laughs> Debatable. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we have that playlist. We also have uh, the playlist of all of the songs we have explained thus far, and we have our playlists, of course, of all of the artists we have featured at our mid-show break. I think that's all the things we have to uh, plug, really. Uh, oh, Grace is nodding. No, because I forgot to tell you that we have a link for Jody Porter's new YouTube channel, uh, which we have been helping to facilitate, and it has been loads of fun. We have some stuff in the works that is not there yet, so uh, stay tuned on that. But you should check out the Adam Schlesinger tribute concert that is live there now that, again, for a long time was just in the ether and not available online and now it's just out there it's free it's wonderful so we really recommend watching that well tyler we've been talking for three straight days is there anything left to talk about no i mean usually we get on the podcast and we just like spew all of the things we've been meaning to say to each other and then at some point ryan hits the record button and then we keep spewing (laughs) things but like vaguely in the shape of a podcast uh about fountains of wayne but oftentimes obviously we go on these tangents and then ryan has to make aggressive hand gestures at us to be like stay on task and stay focused uh goes without saying ryan is not in new jersey with us he's not recording unfortunately but uh yeah no we've been talking a lot we should say what we've been talking about we should tell people because it's worth sharing uh we uh our our background is in uh, experimental uh theater uh, that's what we went to college for and we are working on a new piece right now called bleeding profusely from the mouth it's going to be in brooklyn new york on march 20th and uh god willing if we remember there'll be a link in (laughs) the description uh and hopefully uh, anybody can yeah. come see it. That and would that- be awesome. Come see us. We're gonna be both of us are gonna be in a show, so you can come see us in a show, and then that fucking Tyler conceived and I helped him with, and then we can hang out in the lobby afterwards and just talk about Found Some Wayne all night. Like I would love that. And we actually will be able to hang out and talk all night because right after Bleeding Profusely from the Mouth, we have another show that uh, I'm doing that I've done in the past. It's called Kill Him with Kindness. It is a somewhat regular. Like I, 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 the elevator pitch for Killam is it's a open mic night, but cooler, um, or better because you hear. I don't know about anybody else, but when I hear open mic night, I kind of shudder. I'm like, that sounds awful. Uh, but Killam is like an open mic night through the sort of aesthetic and attitude of like hardcore punk shows yeah. uh, that I've been to, and I was like, I want to bring that energy uh, and sense of like community and collaboration uh into the world of like many disciplines and so not just music although musicians are welcome to get on stage and perform but uh comedians and performance artists and visual artists and i mean we've had like shadow puppeteer i mean we've just had like all kinds of people in the past it's our first time doing it after well not after but like since since the pandemic began uh although we did have a kill em with kindness zine so there was sort of a version of kill em but yeah, so anyway, all that to say, come out to uh, Super Secret Arts in Brooklyn on March 20th and watch us do a show and then hang out with us. That'd be so fun. Um, 
And I guess that's really all the stuff we want to say. I mean, we can just get right into talking yeah. about the show. I guess we should say right after we stop recording this episode, you and I, Grace, yeah. are going to record our Patreon special for the next one, which is a conversation <laughs> on, on music and lyrics, on music and lyrics the, the rom-com. The uh, Drew Barrymore, Hugh Grant vehicle, Haley Bennett vehicle, uh-huh. like so many vehicles. Brad Garrett, Kirsten Johnston, is that her name? Yeah, Kirsten Johnston. Um, many a star, many a shining star in music and lyrics. Um, and it's one of my favorite movies from childhood. And it was or is going to be really fun to talk about. <laughs> yeah, so that is uh, that is what we're doing, and we hope you will check that out if you are on our Patreon feed. Okay, I guess without any further ado, why don't we get down to business and splain up a song? Um, I should also yeah. say, because we are in my childhood home and because we are recording on a Friday night, uh, my parents are having one of their famous uh, poker uh, nights and uh, as is such it you might hear some noise coming from other parts of the house because there's just like a rager happening all around us but hopefully uh, the uh, uh, sound will be distant or not even intelligible i also got tattooed 10 hours ago um so that is another thing we did it's been crazy i guess like that's what we can talk about what we can talk about is that like we've just had a crazy several days we like planned an itinerary before i came here but it's just like (laughs) it was like absolutely packed and stuff keeps getting added and subtracted and um yeah so tattoo this morning i have another tattoo tomorrow so um We've just been, like, running around New York City and New Jersey and just, like, beat bopping everywhere. Yeah, rehearsing Uh, art, modifying our bodies, (laughs) buying Aquaphor. Buying Aquaphor, eating at diners. Yes. Uh, It's been a real Fountains of Wayne song out there. Yeah, it really has been. It really has been. Um, Okay, yeah, are you going to count me down, friend? Uh, Yeah, I sure will. Um, Okay, here we go. It's so, like, we're in person, so I don't even feel the need to come up with a countdown gimmick. I'm just so thrilled to get to... (laughs) speak with my voice in a way where you can hear it not through your laptop uh but here we go tell remind everybody how many songs we have left 12 songs Ooh, it's the length of a album and a standard album not a uh overstuffed interstate manager (laughs) size album okay here we go we are gonna say five and a four and a three and a two and one stop Stop, stop, stop. We got number one again. Number one again? That happened in last week. Yeah. Wow, we're at a point where I like don't know what the first song on our document is I because it was uh, sent to the bottom for so long. The hint I can give you is that you're going to be really happy. <gasps> is it Curse It Girls? Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, I love you, Curse It Girls. Yeah. Okay, yes. It's really Such good. good news. Yeah. Okay, every time we're together, reminder, the only times we've recorded this podcast in person, uh, we recorded an episode in Portland, Maine, where we talked about Hack and Sack, and we also recorded an episode in Glens Falls, New York, at the Adirondack Theater Festival. Well, near the Adirondack <laughs> Theater Festival, not as part of the festival. Uh, that where would be sick, though. That would be sick. Next year, Martha? Yeah, Martha? <laughs> Hit us up. Uh, I found it this way in around a theater festival <laughs> awesome yeah uh we talked about denise uh in glens falls and now here we are in central new jersey uh talking about another really great song yeah. and another one of uh, fountain's wing song that i think you and i but particularly i really <laughs> really love well i think like um maybe with the exception of denise you kind of you curse at girls and hack and sock are both songs that we were like instantly like those are some of like the the main those were a part of the main tracks we were listening to at that era when we were first getting into it so these are like my early favorites which is a cool feeling yeah and i know that 
obviously this is on the self-titled and you have your famous cd copy of the self-titled that you drove all around uh the world listening to so it makes sense that you'd get this song at a moment of uh transience yeah influx uh you associate the song and all the songs on this album with motion yeah absolutely it is perfect um something else that's perfect is we have closed out self-titled that was the last one right Mm -hmm. okay so that does it that's the second album that we concluded which i guess we should reflect on this later so it doesn't chew into too much time but that is really something i mean it's Mm -hmm. an album that you and i are both just like so like in love with i mean obviously yeah. we love all fountains of wayne albums but to be officially done you're making so many faces what sorry is i like something i like fucked up the document or like i i don't know if i did or if i'm just like confused. grace's i wish everybody could see but grace's eyebrows are just doing like <laughs> olympic acrobatics right it's I, like, without the delay like, of every the... fucking song in the document like all of the ones we okay so anyway just you, um you it's back just un- yeah undo uh, <laughs> wait what did i why oh okay i see what's happening i see what's happening okay undo okay Okay, so yeah, let's go and listen to the song while we uh, think on how it's crazy that we have no more self-titled songs after this. What a time. Breathe and unwind and feel the rhythms inside of me. I tie my shoes when I feel them coming loose and get to where I'm going. on this fight the working life is not for me call me irresponsible searching for priorities and piling up loans i gotta leave myself alone i'm going home away from negativity i do my best to put it to That was Stevie Matthews with Going Home. You and me curse at girls all the time time, frequently. (laughs) I mean, true for me. Uh, Yeah, uh, okay, so You Curse at Girls. It's track 10 on the self-titled album. It comes right after Leave the Biker and right before Please Don't Rock Me Tonight. Uh, Clocks in at 2 minutes and 5 seconds, which makes it one of the shorter Fountains of Wayne songs. Interestingly enough, the shortest song is Survival Car, though, which is one second shorter. (laughs) It goes much faster, though. Yes. It's had a much faster clip. Yeah, yeah. Um... And it's also, uh, we should note, the least played song on Spotify. It, it's clocking in at about 165,000 plays, which is like 100,000 plays short of almost anything else on the album. Wow. It's extremely... The only song that even comes close is Everything's Ruined with 177,000, but even that is more than 10,000 plays above this. So, yeah, not the most popular Fountains of Wayne song. Uh, Definitely mm, kind of a sleeper track, not one that people are drawn to a lot, but one that I have always really appreciated. 
it is uh so the song basically is about the narrator is saying there's this guy he curses at girls and he's sort of speaking directly to the guy and he's saying hey don't you know that's fucked up dude like she's gonna leave you like don't talk to your girl that way um that's the basic premise um and that's it (laughs) like it is very short there's very few words it is um simple and slow uh my interpretation on it is actually different than yours, I think. Yeah, go for it. Which is interesting for such a, you know, basic song because it is lyrically very simple. Yeah, interesting. Um, but I suspect there might be more going on okay. uh, under the surface. But before we even – just to give context, we found uh, – it's not every time we do an episode that we're lucky enough to find this. But oh, yeah. we found an op-ed that Chris Collingwood wrote in the New York Times in 2013 that gave a little insight about how this song and other songs came to be. Uh, it's a great read uh, for anyone who hasn't read it. I, we were unaware of it, which is kind of amazing at this point. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, this quote uh, from Chris Collingwood, 2013, quote, that first album had a couple of real collaborations on it, which Adam and I haven't done since. We wrote You Curse and Girls and I've Got a Flare very quickly by strumming chords and throwing lines out rapid fire, <laughs> as if you couldn't tell, end quote. <laughs> well said. Uh, we which could. Is, yeah. Um, and so, uh, interesting comment about the nature of their collaboration, about how the first album was probably their most collaborative one. Uh, but you get these, like, other insights here. Um, just This is kind of just, like, a interesting takeaway for their song writing uh, in general. But I wanted to read this quote from later in the article, too. Quote, People would ask who wrote which songs, and most often those who thought they had figured out the difference were wrong. Those who thought or rather, those who knew about my Graham Parsons fetish assumed I wrote the country-ish ones, which was not always true. Actually, if there was a general tendency one way or the other, it was that my songs were more impressionistic and Adam's were more literal. Mm. He likes to find a title that implies a character or a storyline and then write the story. It's a good way to work, and when you're done, you have a coherent piece— when people hear it, there's no question of what it's about. Most country songs are written this way, which is usually pretty obvious. Uh, and so uh, that's an interesting takeaway. Uh, and I love that, you know, he's like calling us out directly. Uh, people like <laughs> yeah. us by saying, again, uh, quote, people who ask who wrote which songs and most often uh, yeah, just saying that they got it wrong, uh, which is hilarious yeah. uh, as people who, especially early on in this podcast, that was like a big kind of game we like yeah. to play with these songs is guessing who wrote them. Once a week, we're like, he wrote that down. It's so obvious. Yeah, and then we're wrong. We're like, what? We're wrong constantly. Uh, so yeah, but it, but now we know this was uh, because it was such an early song. It's one of the first written Fountains of Wayne songs, and, and one it of was... the few songs where the answer is both. Yeah, like truly both. Like three, I think there's three songs. I think it's <laughs> You Curse Girls, I've Got a Flare, and Strap for Cash. Those are the only songs they wrote in the same room, uh, which is incredible for a band with you know so many songs. Yeah. Uh, that this is one of those true collaborative songs. Okay, so tell me, I want to know what you think the song is about because I'm mystified. So I don't think this is a song that in a adult man is uh you know where an adult man is communicating to a friend saying you shouldn't curse at girls uh because of that i have always read this song as sort of charmingly adolescent Mm. uh when i see lyrics like they say you curse at girls 
uh, don't you know it isn't right, you could get yourself in trouble. Mm -hmm. When I think of like, you know, you shouldn't do this because you should get in trouble, I'm teleported to (laughs) schoolyard gossip on like the blacktop at recess. And so this song has always seemed like a whispered conversation between Mm -hmm. two adolescent boys uh, and something they Mm -hmm. would say that's like basically copying their parents like if we curse we'll get in trouble and you especially shouldn't curse at girls oh i do really like that take and it and it is i think confirmed by like the use of hey boy like that's not like i don't think you'd ever find that in another fountains of wind song hey boy like like stipulating that he's a boy um as opposed to a man or a dude or a bro right (laughs) um interesting yeah um yeah the when when i so that's a really charming interpretation. When I first listened to it, I the my first notes I had were like, this is a slightly outdated concept, like a man coming to it. If, if it's like, if, imagining that's not true and these are adults. I mean, even if they're not adults. Like the idea of being like, I'm the, the guy. So uh, the girl can't say I don't want to be cursed at. So like, I have to stand up for her. <laughs> it is like a slightly outdated concept, whichever way you put it or whatever age they're at. Um, that like you, that you shouldn't curse in the presence of women like that is a very old school line of thought and as a woman who swears constantly and is very comfortable being sweared around um it's not a big deal and so uh uh that that was one of my first takeaways but then I was rereading it and re-listening to it and they say um you shouldn't curse at girls not like you shouldn't curse around girls and it's like yeah you shouldn't curse at anyone like cursing at people is fucked up so like i mean um yeah so in that in that sense i think it it redeems itself um i know you found an article that was like really hammering into it for that yeah i i do want to read that quote also yeah i'm i'm interested i'm just like looking through the lyrics again i think like uh, just to like double down on this stance like the the narrator of the song is so scandalized about the fact that this car- this person he's addressing curses at girls that he says you've been living in a different world <laughs> which i think is so looking yes. for another fight sifting through emotional rubble it's so dramatic yeah. which, like, uh, about it, something that you know potentially yeah. isn't that serious y- you were saying to me that you thought the song was tongue-in-cheek which I-, I don't think i do really like i think in either scenario it's a pretty straightforward message i don't see a lot of like cleverness in this song necessarily um but the part where it's like looking for another fight swifting through emotional rubble that's funny it's like who are you looking are you looking for a fight from like the narrator like is the narrator gonna fight you because you're mean to girls or is like your girlfriend gonna fight you (laughs) or like are your parents gonna fight you (laughs) um uh and Uh, then so there's something funny about that like if the protagonist is chris collingwood like the idea that he would challenge someone to a fight like that's hilarious and that there's something funny about that it's also funny that it isn't a person who witnessed somebody cursing at girls it's somebody who heard a <laughs> rumor <laughs> that you curse at girls yeah, they say yeah as if like you like his friends were like he like comes up to him in a school dance he's like hey <laughs> I heard you curse the girls. Yeah, I heard you curse my friend Bethany. Yeah, it it does have a little bit of that, which is why I do think it's like it's pretty, it's pretty childish. Yeah, I think it has that childish quality, which I think I think is fun. I think it's a fun way in. If it was like girl gets angry. Yeah, which I, I just think it's, like, knowingly wink-wink, old-school, yeah. like, cutesy, but not in a way where, like, they believe that people shouldn't curse around girls. I think they are embodying childish, old-school people yeah. to have a little bit of a laugh at them. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I could be wrong, but that that's just kind of always been my read on it. I really like the lens of it being kids. 
Uh, I do want to read that, but there's a uh, quote from Pop Matters from the, uh, I guess, music journalist uh, whose name is, I wrote down their name, I don't know why. Uh, oh, Chris Conaton wrote it, uh, and he said, quote, and this is like, uh, by the way, in an article that's a commemoration uh, of the anniversary, uh, the 25th anniversary of the self-titled, mm. and it's mostly celebratory and very optimistic uh, or generous, and, and uh, the two songs that this writer hones in on as not liking very much are you curse at girls and also leave the biker, which I, uh, or no, sorry, not leave the biker, Joe Ray. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a big Joe Ray fan and, the and per- a big you curse at girls fan, yeah. you're like, wow, we are opposites. Yeah. And, well, I mean, I like most songs. Yeah, themselves, but, uh, it's supposed to, the Joe Ray criticism was like, most of the songs are really good, but this song's about a guy who comes from Spain and like, is like a jerk. And I was like, that's just what the song's <laughs> that's, about. That's not a criticism. Yeah. That's uh, well, so great. Like that's the plot. Yeah. Yeah. Great to me. <laughs> so I didn't really get that. But yeah. uh, this guy says about You Curse at Girls, quote, there are a couple songs from the out. Al- oh, he- okay. So he gets into the Joe Ray thing. Let's g- go through the whole thing. Okay. Uh, Joe Ray and You Curse at Girls. Quote, there are a couple songs on the album that don't seem as strong in 2021. Joe Ray, which Collingwood admitted was one of the first three songs he wrote for the band. Again, like admitted, like it's like, <laughs> like it's a confession. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, doesn't hold up as well as the other two, Radiation Vibe, Leave the Biker. Musically, it's a solid rocker with a nice acoustic bridge, but it's lyrics about a Spaniard who's a hit with everybody despite having a terrible personality aren't that engaging. Why? You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> can you elaborate? Why? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Eucharistic Girls is an earnest ballad. No, it's not. About a verbally abusive acquaintance. However, its primary concern is about the friend's use of foul language around his girlfriend, and that seems like outdated hand wringing today. End quote. And like, yeah, I think the outdated hand like knowing what we know about Founders of Wayne after all of their albums, I think we know that they like to look at certain kinds of people Mm -hmm. who get up in arms about certain kinds of things and poke a little bit of fun at them. It's the same as, uh, you know, the old lady in Queens uh, in a fine day for a parade who is, like, peering out of her blinds and, like, freaked out about, like, the neighborhood or whatever. That is a fine day for a parade, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, It reminds me of that as, like, they're embodying these people who are easily, uh, you know offended or uh upset uh but not like literally i don't think it's like chris collingwood and adam schlesinger got together and were like can you believe that people curse at girls (laughs) um can you read the last sentence of that criticism again yeah uh quote However, its primary concern is about the friend's use of foul language around his girlfriend. Okay, I, yes, wait, stop. I love how they just get it immediately wrong. Like, even if it's not, it's not, it's the, it's that person's girlfriend. Because, like, they're talking about he's going to get left. He's like, if you keep this up, like, she's going to leave. So if it's anybody's girlfriend at all, it's the girlfriend of, like, the person who curses at girls. It's not, like, the narrator being like, hey, my girlfriend's here. Like, can you not fucking curse around her? Like, that's not it. And also, I do think, like, the different, like, the word at versus the word around is, like, very it just changes it entirely like i don't think it ends up being this like sexist tirade about how you shouldn't like swear in the presence of women it's like you shouldn't you shouldn't like demean and swear at like the person you're in a relationship with um basic knowledge but also and even if you uh looking at it through any lens if you're like if if, uh, all of music 
you could go back and be like, I don't want to listen to the song anymore because it's sexist now or like by my standards, which is crazy because you would never listen to any music. Um, or I'm not like, that's not true. Like the, the things, as long as something isn't outright offense, like if something, if I go back at something and I'm like, this is outright offensive, like this is outright sexist, like obviously I'm not going to like be able to enjoy it and I'm not going to be able to digest that. But if something is just like, like men standing up for women, it's like a trope that is like continually used in all of media today and it's not going anywhere. So if you're going to be like a man saved a woman in this movie, I hate this movie. Like that's insane. Um yeah, I I don't know. I I am kind of interested in that uh in that take uh that this this guy had for Pop Matters, but um oh and, and you know, and I do think like you know, as somebody who was uh raised a, a boy, there is this like element of this cuz you know, like you were saying the framing is that if it's anybody's girlfriend, it's the guy who curses at girls' mm-hmm. girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um and in my interpretation of the song, which is that this is like kids at recess essentially like gossiping and saying like, "Hey, cursing at girls is wrong cuz we'll get detention or, mm-hmm. you know, in trouble if we do it." Um there's this like thing that i hope is like going away but i feel like everyone if you're like a young boy uh you have like uncles or maybe your dad or somebody is like you know sees you like teasing a girl or something and what they should do is intervene and say hey don't tease a girl because you should treat everybody nicely (laughs) but what they say instead is hey don't tease a girl because you never know that girl's gonna grow up and be the prettiest girl in the class (laughs) and you're gonna want to date her and you're like four and you're like what like i don't what uh, and I just like hate. I remember adults yeah. in my life saying that to me, and I'm sure yeah. that is a somewhat universal experience. Yeah. Or someone, or a boy is picking on a girl, and instead of like addressing the fact that he's like bullying a young girl, they're like, "Oh my god, do you have a crush on her? Yeah, <laughs> it's so cute." And it's like, why are you imposing oh, cool. this I got weird validated like validated for fucking being mean to women? Guess I'll do that forever. Yeah, and it's like, no wonder boys grow up to be monsters. Yeah, <laughs> men. Yeah, I grew up to AKA be monsters. Yes. synonymous with monsterhood um yeah so uh there is like that idea in there that like you know hey boy you're gonna regret it like which is either like because i'm gonna give you what for or it's maybe like because you're gonna grow up and not be able to be her boyfriend because she's gonna remember (laughs) that you cursed at her yeah uh and either interpretation i think is like kind of a funny Mm -hmm. uh poking fun at the way that people are adults talk to children and the way children internalize that yeah 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 either way um i uh think it's a pretty harmless song (laughs) um and a good song and i like it and um none of those things stop me from enjoying it yeah and i do think clearly stop the the christopher cunnan yeah uh uh chris Conaton, Collingwood, Collingwood. He's just Chris jealous. That Chris Collingwood's Chris... like, I don't want anyone to listen to Found It Wayne anymore. I'm gonna come up with a pen name and I'm gonna <laughs> shit all over my music. <laughs> um, yeah, I was. I like the place it's at in the album. Track ten. It's only two minutes long. It's right after Leave the Biker, which is such like a catchy, hooky, like kind of rocking your head back and forth song. And then You Curse at Girls is a little bit more like easygoing. And I've always really liked the pairing of those songs on this album. The, the line each time you curse at girls you curse a little at yourself is so funny i don't know why it is it's just like no you don't like, yeah. or either you i mean it's like you i guess if you do then you curse at yourself every time you curse at anybody like or like i don't know and also the idea that cursing at yourself is like like you're really putting yourself down yeah. like you're really disrespecting yourself when yeah. you curse at girls which is yeah. i don't know just a funny idea yeah. there 
Um, yeah, it, it, this is a good song. And w- with our talking about it, it concludes our conversation on this album, this whole album. We are done so with. We only have a handful of Utopia Parkway, Interstate Managers, and Sky Full of Holes tracks left. Done with Traffic and Weather, done with self-titled... Uh, now that we've completed both of them, do you have a preference? <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> don't even fucking bother answering. Yeah, no need to say which. <laughs> I don't need to say which. Everybody can fill in their own answer. Right. Um, yeah, uh, I guess that's really all, all there's to say on this song. Yeah. Uh, it's a good one. It's a shorty. It's a goodie. It, uh, it, it fits in. With We're the, very sleepy, um, so I think it's good we got a little a little ditty. Yeah, really easy breezy. Stacy's mom. Which is <laughs> coming sometime. Which is still coming. We're just gritting our teeth. We were driving around today listening to the antidepressants yeah. playlist, and we were like, if that song happens to get drawn last, no one will no one ever will believe, believe us. Yeah, like, we so... will, nobody will ever believe that. It feels crazy that it took this long because we, like, put so much, like... I, I at least put funneled so much like nervous energy into the moment we got it and like now we've reached I've reached a devil level of nihilism with whatever we get so like I couldn't care if it was Stacy's mom but at first I was super scared so it feels like I scared it away well I remember being like oh if it's our first episode no one's gonna believe <laughs> yeah, that no one will believe the first episode no one will be the la- believe the last episode but we are we're being random we're random yeah we're so <laughs> random yeah <laughs> Uh, okay, you have any bad ideas this week? Oh my god. Oh, I stole a bad idea from you earlier. I don't have my phone. What was the bad idea I stole from you? Uh, the bad idea you stole from me was... Oh, wait, I have a good bad idea. I'm taking my phone. Okay. My bad idea is a sitcom called Good Grief about a woman mourning her partner in group grief counseling and all the characters are based on the Peanuts cast like Dog Sees God. Oh, that's such a good idea. Uh, Dog Sees God is a uh, play that anyone who's ever been to theater school is familiar with because it's a really cool, edgy play where the Peanuts characters are teenagers and they do drugs and make out. Oh my god, it's every, like, literally everybody who grows up to teach theater is like, someday I'm gonna stage a production of Dog Sees God. And then they turn 20. <laughs> well, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember that bad idea I had earlier, because I would share it. Oh my god, what was it? Did I, I might have written it down normalized picnic basket oh yeah that was great so yeah we were out and about today and we were like god it's so hard to be out in the world because you inevitably end up spending more money than you'd like to because you're like oh we're hungry or like i see something i want to buy uh and i just have this idea that i think we need to normalize having picnic baskets fully stocked at all times so that you can like if it's cold you can eat in your car if it's warm you can find like a patch of grass and sit on it and this way nobody has to sit around and be like okay i guess we're hungry like who wants to like go to this place who wants to go to that place like i can pick it up everyone can run me get rid of all that everybody carry a small picnic basket make every gathering an outdoor potluck yeah uh and just like have some sandwiches ready to go at all times but make sure it's in an aesthetically pleasing classic picnic basket i have a picnic basket um it's like kind of it's like proper like wicker so it's falling apart at the bottom as wicker does wicker is like the most gorgeous material in my opinion but like also the most like (laughs) finicky um but when we were moving to our new apartment uh ryan like lodged a splinter from my wicker picnic basket into his hand um and so i think he hates the picnic basket now wow but maybe if i put some delicious food in it it would change everything and he would come around typically putting delicious food into things is a good way to get people to come around 
on whatever the controversial thing is. That is true. And uh, thus concludes our third ever episode that we get to record in the same room together, uh, which is so great. And probably last. Right, yeah, maybe last until, you know. We'll see you in a month. Oh, that's so true. Yeah, because yeah. we have to, like, do this dang show in this Brooklyn. Dang, this fucking show yeah. that I have to do. <laughs> have to do that you're obligated to do. Obligated to do that you wrote yourself. <laughs> Holding you at gunpoint and yeah. making you do this show. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, yeah, maybe we'll have time to do another one in March. So it's time to thank the gracious, generous, wondrous members of the VIP Acela Lounge. Those are people who back us on Patreon at the highest level. And so we say their names at the end of the show. Grace, what are their names? Their names are Mallory Stewart, Rachel Hart, La Pontiff, John LaFollette, and Eric Gandalf. My favorite Patreon backer is Boo 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 Boo. <laughs> and la 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 la. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. Love, Love you. you. Wait, yes. Oh.